listening to the Ideal Life Club podcast, episode three. Welcome to the Ideal Life Club podcast, where it's all about fast tracking your ideal life. Join your host, life coach, and author of the Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Hey there, I'm Michelle Reeves, and welcome back to the Ideal Life Club podcast. Now, one of my goals for this podcast is to share some real life stories of women who have overcome challenges to live their ideal life or help others to do just that. They may not be film stars or celebrities, but they've become the heroine in their own life story, living their dreams and empowering others while staying true to themselves. My aim with these interviews is to inspire you to find your passion, to step out into your power and set yourself exciting goals, knowing that you have the strength inside you to overcome your challenges and start living your ideal life. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Claire Grace to the show. Claire is the founder of The Assistant Quarters, a team of social media managers, virtual assistants, and event managers who all share common values. Their mission is to get to the root of the pain points that stop business owners from growing their business or finding what Claire calls the right boss life balance. In this interview, you'll hear Claire talk candidly about how she struggled in her corporate role, searching for a better balance with her home life and set up her own business while dealing with the grief and loss of multiple miscarriages. Claire also talks about the importance of having clarity and vision how 90-day planning keeps her on track, and she shares her invaluable tips and apps for staying productive, motivated, and organized. I really hope you enjoy this interview. So welcome to the show, Claire. I'm so excited to have you uh, joining us today. What I'd really like to do is start out by asking you to share a bit of your story with us, because I think a lot of people out there will really relate to your story. You haven't always been a business owner, have you? No, no, I haven't. It's been a very recent thing that, um, yeah, only the last couple of years I've had my business. So tell Um, us a bit about how you got into that. What led you to think about starting a business? So I worked in London um, and I worked for the same company for about 15 years. And when I had my daughter, um, I went through a couple of years of trying to make that whole work-life balance juggle work. Um, and I got to a point where I, I just couldn't see when she was going to start school, how how it could work in a practical level day to day with me commuting to London and then having to be back by home time without having to pay for lots of wraparound care, which I didn't really want to do. So in the back of my head, I'd had uh, this idea about setting up as a virtual assistant and and it hadn't happened up, up to that point. And then I kind of had my hand forced a little in that um, my boss, who I'd looked after for nine years, isn't it? And is it? an executive assistant he um got given a golden handshake and my role basically went too there wasn't anybody of his level that left that I could support that didn't already have um, an existing kind of PAEA or looking after them so um I was made redundant um 
which with 15 years service meant that I had that kind of financial buffer to allow me to set up the virtual assistant business and um, yeah the kind of rest is history from that point. And I know that you know it wasn't the easiest thing to do to start start the business I know that you had a lot of challenges along the way and a lot of stresses along the way can you share with us um what some of those challenges were um from a maybe from a personal side as well as a professional side yeah so the the last few years um of my time in corporate uh, I started to suffer miscarriages so I had um Matilda had a very straightforward pregnancy. Um, everything was fine. There was no indication that there was going to be this kind of ongoing problem. And then when we decided to, like lots of people do, to um, grow our family again, I uh, suffered three miscarriages and I, I've um, suffered four now in total. Three whilst I was working um, in my old job and one whilst I was running my business and um, yeah it's been very challenging because obviously there's a lot of emotional stuff that happens when when that happens and time off uh, tests all kinds of things like that and and whilst I w- was able to take some time off with work I often felt like I needed to come back sooner than I was probably ready for and unfortunately the fourth miscarriage then happened when I was I think it was around the point that I was six months in business. Um, And at that point, I was going through um, tests with consultants and things like that. And having that flexibility where I was, you know, manager of my own time um, and I was still getting up and running with the business, it meant I could um, go and see consultants without feeling that guilt that comes with or having to ask for a time off for another appointment and things like that. But all the while I've been setting up the business and, and these last two years, there's kind of been this in the background. Um, yeah. The, the, the difficulty and the, and the emotional journey of um, moving forward from and coping with the miscarriages that we were having. And that, that, that must be really I mean, it's already challenging as enough as it is setting up and running your own business. But when you've got that emotional side as well, how did you, what did you have to do to help keep yourself on an even keel and, and, and positive? Um, I mean, luckily, uh, when, it, when the, the most recent one happened, I had some really understanding clients. And I think whenever you have something like that that happens, whether it's a, a loss of a loved one, a family member, or something that happens that means you have to step away from the business for, for whatever period of time. Um, I just made sure that I was completely honest with everybody um, and luckily had people um, in the team that could step in if needed. Um, it did mean that I had some counselling privately um, for a period of, I've had counselling a, a couple of times um, to try and process everything and and talking about things has really helped so um, yeah I'm quite open about my my miscarriages with friends and family and also through my business as well so I've, I've fundraised for Tommy's um, through the business when it's baby loss awareness week um, which is um, usually every October and that is just so inspiring that you do that and just going to take a pause to just acknowledge you for a minute for doing that, for taking that event that happened to you and turning it into something positive, because 
you're right, we do need to process these kind of things. And I know from my background and, and you know, what I've written about in my book about the traumatic birth that I had and, and the depression that I had and so, so on and so forth. But it's being able to take that and do something positive with it can mm. actually really help us to process those events and move forward from them. So just amazing and so inspiring your story, Claire. Thank um, you. Just want to take a second also to move, to just talk a little bit about... Um, you know, your sort of purpose and, and what gets you out of bed in the morning for your business. Because in episode one, um, I shared the Ideal Life Club manifesto. And one of the beliefs in that manifesto is that we create our lives courageously with exciting dreams and achievable goals and taking massive action. And I know you are very passionate about taking massive action and you're a big planner and very good and organized and helping everybody else stay organized particularly helping your clients to overcome overwhelm so that they can get on with the most important parts of their business but how Mm. did you you know how did you go about tuning into your passion and then how did you kind of craft your business around that what were some of the logistics that you had to kind of figure out along the way for me I always wanted to uh, help other women in business so when I was thinking about my ideal client at the very beginning of my journey I wanted to think about who who I wanted to serve who I wanted to help and very much even though ironically my boss my last boss was um, a guy um, and I'm still in touch with him now we keep in touch Mm -hmm. all the time Um, I decided that the clients that I wanted to help, I wanted to tell other women in business because I knew that I'd be working from home. I knew that I'd be working remotely and as well as helping um, clients and keeping in touch with them on a regular basis, I didn't want to uh, set up a business where I would feel isolated. So as well, I always knew that I wanted it to be more than just me. So I, as soon as I, I had that kind of, Um, need to take on um, team members Um, I've I've gone through the process of hiring associates and things like that because I think it just helps Um, it's very easy when you're running your own business to to um, feel isolated and I didn't want that to be the case that everything's always been about making sure I keep in touch with people regularly through zoom calls I don't want to be super remote support I want to feel uh, clients to feel like I'm part of their business not just um, there when they need help I want you know I try and understand their business as much as possible um, and feel, help them to feel like I'm really part of their team and and that's such a really important thing I know from my point of view um, you know running my coaching business and I know we've done some work together and you've been super helpful in in helping me in the past and that kind of having an extra pair of hands when you are you know, either a solopreneur or a small business trying to manage everything and you've got a finger in, in 50 million different pies, having someone else there with an extra safe pair of hands that you can trust to, to do the things that perhaps you don't want to do or you don't have time to do or it's not your skill set is, is really, really, you know, important. And, but I do wonder whether as businesswomen, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to take our, our kind of foot off the pedal and you know say put our hands up and say I need help because I'm really interested to know whether you kind of come across that when you're working with your clients that they don't want to kind of let go of control they feel that they need to be able to do everything in their business absolutely and it's something ironically that I struggle with as myself because when I think back to last year I 
needed to grow the team just before Christmas. And I, I should have done that a lot sooner than I, than I probably did because a, it takes, always takes longer to find the right person than you think. So there's that kind of element, but equally nobody wants to admit that there, that there's things that they can't do. I think it's this, this kind of thing at the moment that everyone wants to be, a, feels like they need to be super, super human, super mum, super business owner. And, and actually it's, um, takes great courage and strength to say actually I'm not the expert in everything and that's okay that's fine um and and I I think people should do that more and they should do it more readily as well and and I was the biggest control freak when I was a an EA in my corporate job and it, it is something that I still have to work on myself you know often we're very good at giving advice to other people but we don't always take our own advice and um, yeah, I don't want anyone to think that I've got everything nailed because equally, I there are things that I, I still have to work on um, that otherwise, I'm, you know, it's the advice that I give my clients all the time. So I, I have periods where I feel overwhelmed and I have periods where I feel like I haven't got my plan sorted. Um, and, and there are things that I do to try and get back um, that calm and that control and, and feeling like everything's um, everything's got a plan. And amen for that, because I'm exactly the same. <laughs> I think, you know, I think so many of us are, aren't we? You know, it, it's, it's, we're very, it's very easy to, to kind of put your hand up and, and, and say, oh, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm good at all these different things, so I'm sure I can manage everything else as well, and I'll do it all, and, and then I don't have to worry about somebody else managing things for me. And, but to be honest, that's just the fast way to burn out, I think. Absolutely, and yeah the more that we can kind of go out there and, and find people that are, um, have the same shared values with us and, and can, it's almost like the community. It's going out to your community, isn't it? And I think that's why I was so passionate about setting up the Ideal Life Club in the first place, actually, was to create a community of women who could go to each other and look for help. So um, I don't know whether community is something that you found really useful in starting your business. Do you feel it's important to have a personal support community you can call on when things get a bit messy and a bit difficult? Yeah, absolutely. I'm in um, a few kind of Facebook groups or memberships that um, have served me in different ways at different points over the last two years. So I'm I'm in your Ideal Life Club um, and that's a really lovely space, lovely group to be part of. And there's people that I have got to know really well through that and also um, different memberships as well. And um, it does help bridge that gap between me working in office on my own versus me working in a corporate office that had, I don't know, 200, 300 people on every floor um, where you'd have people that would drop by your desk and you'd have conversations kind of throughout the day. So in some regards, I'm, I'm kind of more productive now when I'm at my desk and I haven't got those just distractions of people walking by. But equally, it can be really unproductive because you just think, oh, I've got this whole day ahead of me. If I don't talk to somebody, what am I, how am I going to fill my day? Um, and make sure that I feel connected to people. So yeah, Facebook groups for me, um, or paid membership um, memberships. I, I don't do a lot of in-person networking, but those online communities are so important. And I've made some really great friendships through those. And they're, they're friendships where I've maybe not met people um, in the flesh, um, and may not ever because of where they are in the country. And I think that's a really nice thing that you, you know you can be here, you could be in a different country or opposite end of the. Um, 
of the UK, but, but you still feel like you, you're close and you're connected. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And I'm, I'm the same. Um, so I'm interested, you talking a bit about the sort of needing to be productive and how that can be quite challenging when you're on your own, whether that's working for yourself in your own business, or if you're um, thinking about setting up a business, even if you're, you know, even if your business has been running for a while, and um, you know, you, you can quite often find it challenging to, to motivate yourself in the day mm. so I'm interested to know what practices or what habits do you have that make the most difference to your productivity or your positivity during the day there's a few things that I try and there's definitely no one size fits all so I think you have to try a few things but try them for a while to see what works I use a pomodoro technique often so if I've got a lot on my list I have a timer um, you can just use an egg timer that you've got in your kitchen or there are apps that will set it for you and it's like doing little mini sprints throughout the day so you would do you can set intervals of work time and it could be I do 25 minutes and I I like to have the sound in the background so it's like a ticking clock ticking constantly every second um, for 25 minutes and I will have my to-do list and I'll think, right, I'm going to tackle that in this 25-minute Pomodoro. And then at the end of that, you get a two, maybe five-minute break. And then the more Pomodoros you do, so you maybe do a chunk of four or five, and then you get a longer break, which would normally by that point probably be your lunch. And that can be a really good way of staying focused. But I also time block and, and batch tasks as well. So if I know I've got to do... Um, social media content for a couple of clients for example I might uh, group those all together and have times in the week where I do set tasks um, but I'm a big list maker um, I use Asana and Trello for a lot of clients and for myself but I still rely on a paper list for each day because I do, it just helps it's something about the way my brain works I need to write it down and once I've written it down it's out of my head and I, I feel much clearer about how to tackle the day in terms of how I stay positive, I do try and have at least one check-in call with somebody in the day because otherwise if it's a whole day where I'm not seeing anybody, I really struggle. So whether that's catching up with a client or catching up with a member of the team, um, I will do that. Yeah, try and make sure that happens. And it, I, I really, I love that idea of the Pomodoro technique. I think that's fantastic. I'm going to go check that out. Um, and there's apps you said that we can use for mm -hmm. that. So yep. anyone that's listening, if you struggle a bit with kind of getting getting down to actually nailing some of the tasks on your to-do list, then definitely go check out a Pomodoro app and see if that helps you to maybe just have a little bit of clarity and focus in the day. Because I know how easy it is to be distracted. Um, Claire, I really, really want to just kind of touch on 2019 briefly because we are recording this in January. It's traditionally the time when we set lots of goals and I know you are a big goal maker. So tell me a bit about what 2019 looks like for you in terms of living your ideal life. So um, my word of the year for this year is nurture. And that is a big clue as to what my goals are for this year. So and that relates to family and business. So for me, I want to try and regain some balance because last year for me was all about growing, growing the team, getting myself fully booked, as it were. And now I need to just readdress some priorities so some of those things that maybe slip because it's easy when you work from home do I check emails at night do I you know reply to things outside of my normal hours 
I'm also trying to reintroduce um, some exercise during the day, which I'm a member of a gym. And towards the end of the, the year, that membership was not used very much. So I want to get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Business-wise, I guess because some of those things are important, I need, I need to make sure when I eat well, when I drink well, um, as in drinking lots, plenty of water, not drinking lots of gin. And when I factor <laughs> in exercise into my day, I feel my, my mindset, my focus is much better. So business-wise, I want to make sure that I really make the experience of clients at work with this really special. And so I'm, I'm going through a bit of a website revamp at the moment. There'll be some new packages going up. And just I'm really thinking hard about what's the customer-client journey like. So when they have a discovery call for me, what happens from that point onwards? What's their experience? Do I send them um, some useful tools that they can read, whether they become a client or not? Uh, and how does that look? So I want to just make clients feel completely special. And especially with growing the team as well, just making sure that that's all working smoothly because having team members brings a whole different dynamic and a different um, challenge because you're, whilst you might not be looking after all those clients directly, you need to make sure that that's still running smoothly and how you would want it. So yeah, lots to do this year, but I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I couldn't wait. It sounds awful, but I couldn't wait for my daughter to go back to school last week because I was just <laughs> itching to get back into it. <laughs> and I'm sure she was really excited to go back to school and see her she friends. Was. I know mine too really were. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they do have Christmas is, is lots and lots of fun. And I know it's super exciting. Definitely here at the barn at Christmas, but they were definitely ready to go back to school and, yeah. and hang out with their friends again. Yeah. Um, so, I, I love your goals. I love that you pick a word for the year. And for if you're listening to this episode and you haven't yet listened to episode two, then jump back over to that one because um, I've done a free mini training in that episode about how you can pick your own inspiring word for the year. And there is a free downloadable workbook that you can grab as well. So do go check that out. So I love that you've got that word for the year, Claire. Tell me a bit about how when you're working with a team I'm really interested I work on my, on my own most of the time so I'm really interested um, for you to maybe share some tips for how you maintain your sort of brand when you're working you've got sort of people that are working within your team but more sort of virtually mm. how do you make sure that your brand you know the way the brand experience that you were talking about that's one of your goals to make sure that that is as uh valuable as possible for your clients how do you make sure that 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 touch point stays the same throughout your virtual team for me it's all in the hiring process um so i i'm not necessarily just hiring for skill it's definitely a kind of gut feel thing um when i chat with people and i will share the vision for the for the business and what i'm trying to achieve share the kind of experience that I want clients to have and make sure that through the conversations that I have with potential associates that they are happy to subscribe to that as well. I ask for a personality test. There's a really simple, quick one called 16personalities.com, which one of my clients swears by. And she's really into the kind of Myers-Briggs, 
um, and all those different, there's loads of different personality type testings, but it is what I don't um, take it as the letter of the law, but it is a good way of finding out certain traits. So is a person introvert, extrovert? How proactive are they? Are they going to ask the question or are they going to wait, you know, to see whether a client divulges different things? You know, there's all different traits that it will help kind of flush out and show. So um, I asked, um, all of the associates or potential associates I spoke to before Christmas did that for me and it was really interesting because um, often you want to hire somebody that is similar to you but actually sometimes it's good to have a mix and and you're you can work really well with an opposite so you know you trying to fill the gap of if if you um yeah maybe not so confident in one area that you try and fill the gap with with your opposite so yeah there's a lot of that and then throughout um what i want to do more of is try and have some kind of virtual team calls or team meetings um i have a slack channel so we do try and keep in in touch that way and then there's a couple of the team that i talk to regularly on zoom and one of my associates is, is almost like um accountability buddy for my business as well so she's she supports me as well as clients and i think that's important to have one person that you can go to that's you know completely on your page and wants you to do um, really well as well as obviously helping the clients too there's some really great tips there for hiring i love the idea of a personality test i love the idea of filling the gaps that you might have in a team and some really great apps that you've mentioned i'll make sure to put some links in the show notes for um, this episode guys while you're listening so don't feel like you have to scribble down loads of notes if you're listening in the car or if you're out for a run i'll, I'll put the links to all these apps in the show notes at my website at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash listen so you can always head over there to check out the app so we've already had the pomodoro app and we've now got asana and trello and slack and zoom which is a bit like you know it's like an online conferencing call where you can see people by video and one of the things you said there that really resonated with me is the importance of having clarity on your vision and clarity on what your customer experience is what you're trying to achieve is that something that you kind of go through each year? Do you, how do you set about deciding what your goals are going to be? Okay, so I really like the, the, the manifesto that you created. And it's something that I would like to do myself because I think it would really help clients and the team feel like we're all on the same page. It's a simple one page that talks about the experience of what it's like to be part of the, the team, whether that's as a client or as an associate and, and just make sure that everybody's, yeah, as I say, on that same page. So I would like to do that in terms of me setting goals. I, um, also another tip from you is I do everything in 90 day sprints. So I try and do 90 day planning because for me trying to, I went to an event, uh, telling last year where we were trying to map out a whole year and for me that was quite overwhelming I think you know you might know loosely what you want to achieve in the year but for me to really get into the detail I can only really look two or three months in a, in advance at a time so I try and do that so it feels manageable and it doesn't feel overwhelming um, and then I've got the lovely uh, notebook that you use for 90 day planning as well from this is my era so <laughs> 
um, yeah, I'm big fans of This Is My Year on the mm. podcast. Big shout yeah. out to Alexander and Kuda for all the great work that they are doing. And I will put a link into the show notes as well for the This Is My Era planner because it is absolutely... Uh, I think one of the best 90 day planners out there and it's available on Amazon and I'm going to stop giving them an advert right now. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 90 day planning. I'm a big fan of 90 day planning. If you are interested in in thinking about how 90 day planning might work for you in your life or in your business, then we recently did a, a goals and planning challenge in the ideal life club, actually that you can, it's still available. You can go and start it anytime you like. So um, if that sounds like something you'd like to check out, then you can head over to the ideal life club. Um, and I will put the link to that in the show notes as well. And you can jump in and have a go. We have a series of videos that I've done and it's like a five day challenge. You go through each day and it helps you lay out your goals and an action plan for you for the first quarter of the year. Certainly that's how I like to do my planning and Claire, it sounds like that's the way you do your planning too, which is fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Um, I would love to know if um, our listeners inspired by your story and by setting up the assistant quarters and running your own business, And if they're interested in maybe trying to find their own passion and start their own business around their passion, what are some specific challenges or roadblocks that you think they should look out for? I think certainly when I was starting out, I got very, I got, I got too focused on what would the business name be and what would my logo look like? And I think there are some fundamental things that you need to consider before you even get to that point. And that might be what's the experience going to be like for clients when when you start working with them. What work or tasks do you enjoy doing? So it's not necessarily the case that because I was an executive assistant, I would make a great virtual assistant because you do work very differently. And I used to offer one-to-one support. Now I have quite a few clients that I'm trying to juggle at any one point. So have a think about, yeah, your passion, Um, your previous career experience as well and then think about what that could look like so I wouldn't necessarily try and label what your job title or your business would be but I would start thinking about what what kind of tasks you would like to do and then how you would like your work working week to look like so do you want to work even though you're running your own business do you still want to work a traditional nine till five Do you want to work with clients in person? I've got clients that are all over the country, one that's currently in Australia. So, you know, if working with people in person is really important, then that has its own challenges. If you're happy to work with people all over, then you can work more as a consultant potentially. And then you need to think about the practicalities of that. So, but I, yeah, I definitely think I got too het up on, um, yeah, what my logo would be and what my business name would be before I really thought about, my brand and I've, I've read some great books on creating creating a brand and think about how you want your work to be um, working week to be uh, and what uh, your ideal week would look like I know some really great tips there and I might ask you after the show to just give me a couple of those books that mm-hmm. I can put in the show notes for people because I'm sure people sure. will be itching to find out what you were reading and while we're on the subject of books what's on your reading list this year Claire Oh, so I have got the Mary Portis book is currently um, on my bedside table, Work Like a Woman. Yeah. Um, I think that's the title. Um, and then I've also got 
the next one on my list, which is another business book, I've got quite a few personal ones, um, like more like reading, but I've also got You Are a Badass by, I think it's Jen Sincero. That's my next one after I've finished the Mary Porter's book. I have read that and you oh, are going good? to love it. <laughs> it, is, it is amazing. Yes, I really, really enjoyed that book. So I definitely recommend that one. That would be awesome to read. Okay, Claire, finally, with so much going on in your life and in your business, how do you make time to focus on your needs? So your self-care and making sure you take time out for you. Uh, Like I said, that's probably something that's slipped in the last couple of months. So um, certainly for the first part of this year, it's trying to regain some of that. Um, balance and and self-care there are some really simple things though um, that I know welcome to the ideal life club podcast where it's all about fast tracking your ideal life Join your host, life coach, and author of The Happiness Habits Transformation, Michelle Reeves, for inspiration and practical tips to finally claim success on your terms with clarity, confidence, and the courage to unleash your passion on the world. Will help. So having a hot bath every now and again with some candles it you know it doesn't have to cost anything yes going to the gym makes me feel good going to classes and things like that I have a candle on in my office I like that that makes me feel good um you know we've spoken about having fresh flowers just making my workspace really nice um uh certainly helps me feel calm and helps to kind of keep stress at bay during the day having a clear workspace but in terms of downtime, it's getting out in fresh air. We have family by the coast. So getting to see the sea regularly is just something that is lovely to do and really helps. Yeah, having a hot bath every now and again when I know that I'm feeling stressed, having that. And I have a, a little notebook by the side of my bed. So if I have lots of thoughts that are wearing around in my head and I'm struggling to sleep, <clears throat> I just try and brain dump them and then try um, and get back to sleep. Um, I've also got some meditation (laughs) just to give you more things to add to your show notes. Um, I've got the Clementine app on my phone, which is lovely. And I've got a couple of others as well. That's a good one. If um, I'm feeling particularly bad, I'll listen to one of their meditations and, and, and help kind of clear my mind a bit using those. I am a huge fan of the Headspace app. Um, anyone who's read The Happiness Habits Transformation will know it that Andy Puddicombe and his app were um, the app of my choice when I first started meditating. So big thumbs up for that. But I don't know the Clementine app, so I shall be going to check that out. And yes, I will put it in the show notes. Love the fact that you keep a notebook by the bed as well. I do that too. Isn't it always the way that the, just as you're going to sleep, that's when fundamental things pop up that you know you need to get done. Yeah. It's good to write them down, get them out of your head. Best way to be able to get back to sleep. So I love that. Claire, thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story with us. I know we're out of time. So um, I've learned a lot about your story and I've learned a lot about how to set yourself up and to run a business efficiently. I'm sure everyone else listening out there has too. And I'm sure they'll want to find out a bit more about you and about the assistant quarters. How can they connect with you? So I'm on Instagram. Um, mostly that's where I'm most active on social media 
um, or uh, everyone's welcome to head over to the website on www.theassistantquarters.co.uk. Yeah, I'm always happy to chat on Instagram. I'm quite active on stories, so um, I'd love to see people over there. And if anyone's got any questions, they're more than welcome to get in touch. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us on the Ideal Life Club podcast, Claire. Thank you for having me. I just love chatting to Claire and I hope you enjoyed that interview too. Don't forget that you can find all the links and the apps that Claire mentioned in the show notes for this episode over at michellereevescoaching.com forward slash listen. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know your time is valuable and I really appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Before I go, I would love you to join us in the Ideal Life Club Facebook community, a supportive space I've created on Facebook for ambitious women who want to grow themselves as well as their business. To find out more and join us, head over to michellereevescoaching.com forward slash Ideal Life Club. And finally, if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes so that more people get to hear the podcast. In the meantime, until next week, be positive, be powerful, be productive and keep fast-tracking your ideal life. Bye for now.